If it involves exposure of your genitalia, it should be dictated by anatomy. If it does not... Where is this happening, Dennis? Yeah, I mean, I'll have to, I, I'll tell you. I don't ever see any, geni geni any, any genitalia in bathrooms in general. You know, like, what is the... Ex well, weird. Me too. Weird. Because, you know, I just go in there and piss and then leave. That's the extent of it. I, I'm not sitting there being like... Oh. Need to make sure no one's exposing themselves under the stalls. Nothing, no exposure. Really wish someone would kind of expose themselves so I could catch them in the act of exposing themselves. Today we're going to be speaking uh, for the first time, maybe not the last time, we'll see how it goes, with Dennis Prager. Many of you may know him from... Prager you from his radio program. He had a conversation not too long ago with our friend Anna Kasparian from the Young Turks. Dennis, welcome. It's, it's great to speak to you today. Well, thank you for having me just to start. And this can be so quick and then we move on just as a sort of sanity check. I've started to ask guests in this year, last year, the following question. Is there any way to accurately say that Donald Trump won the 2020 election? Just a simple answer if there is one. And if not, it's fine for you to explain. Oh, I, I have I have a relatively simple answer. I and I've it. given it from the election date to this day. Yes, sir. I am agnostic, which has satisfied neither the left nor the right. OK, my, my colleagues on the right want me to say it was stolen mm -hmm. and people on the left want me to say we are certain it wasn't stolen. Well, and half of the right also wants you to say that, right? Half of the right wants me to, oh, that, I wouldn't say half. I, I would say most people on the right believe it was stolen or, or that there was a good chance it was. Wow. Uh, I don't know what that gains us, but it, it's fair that you ask. See, it's funny. You regard that as a sanity check. I do. So, okay, so let me offer my sanity check. Please. Do you believe that men who say they're women... So you still haven't answered the question. <laughs> Someone's like, hey, there's two possible outcomes. Either uh, an election was stolen, democracy in the United States has been upended, situation two, or uh, a rich man baby uh, could not accept the loss. You know, just like a diaper baby, petulant man, child, uh, very on brand, by the way. And then he's claiming that he actually won when he lost something. So those are the two scenarios. What do you think? I'm agnostic. Yeah, agnostic. Not one way or the other. Nah. And compete with women in women's sports. I think in a lot of sports, that does not make sense. So how do you... Was that the answer you expected? Because you did a little bit of a look to the side there. But did you think I was... No, I didn't look to the side because I took off my earphones. Understood, sir. I didn't. I realized that I don't need them. Okay. Um, but this is a so, different topic, Dennis. I'm sorry? It's a different topic. Did, do we want to close on the election first? Oh, well, you said you just wanted to ask that question for a sanity check. Okay, okay. and you're agnostic I mean, is the answer. Yeah, yeah. So you I am agnostic because so many things happened that are uh, that are that were odd or unique, mm. uh, like it was the first yeah, time that a a president had ever uh, an incumbent president had ever gotten more votes than he did in his first election and lost uh, that uh, all the all the swing states went in his favor, that 17 of the 18 counties that are considered bellwether counties went in his favor. We those who think something bad happened yeah. are not out of their minds. OK, I mean, we don't have to make this the subject of the conversation, but things sometimes happen for the first time. I guess the question I would ask as a follow up would be, did you see compelling evidence from any one state that suggests that Joe Biden lost it, even though he was given the win? Is there a single state where you feel confident yeah, it was stolen? Georgia, Georgia might be one of them. Uh, Pennsylvania might be one. Uh, and, and of course, people say because I, I, I love to have people I differ with on my show. 
And so I, I and I read the left. I only wish the left read the right as much as I read the left. Well, I try uh, to. But what evidence was there in Georgia? Do, probably do. I, th I think I think if, if you do, you're you're atypical. Uh, but but in, 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 in any event. Yeah. What's the Georgia uh, evidence all the time that courts dismissed the, the all these cases? That's true. Uh, but that's the tragedy. See, if I were an America-loving Democrat, and there are America-loving Democrats, and there are America-hating Democrats, there are both, but there are America-loving Democrats. If I were one, I would say, please, let us air all of these complaints. Yep. Let us have some type, as close as we can to some neutral authority, not rule on it, just allow the American public to hear what evidence there might be. And I'll add another thing. If one believes, and I'd love you to respond to this. Yeah. If one believes that Donald Trump is a, a neo-Nazi fascist. Something I've never said, but you, we could okay, maybe find someone it, who it, believes that. Yeah. Well, well, okay. I'm Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I believe you haven't said it, but it's not germane to my okay. to my argument, whether cool. you said it or not. It's said often that he is a fascist. <coughs> excuse me, that he is a fascist is constantly said uh, on the left. And and so uh, if you believe that, aren't you morally bound to cheat on his behalf? For example, if I were in Germany in 1932 during the election <laughs> that brought Hitler to power, I tell the, this is the first time I've seen this line of logic. This one's new. I haven't seen anyone go here before. Tell you, I would have cheated mm. on behalf of, of any other party uh, than than Hitler's party. Yeah, aren't you morally bound to cheat if you believe the man <laughs> is a fascist? You'd have to ask someone who believes that. I don't know. I mean, it's. I think. Listen, we only have a half hour, and we're five minutes yeah, so in. Look, well, let's talk I, about I, think I guess it's similar to what like Adam and Sitch were trying to do with Sam Cedar when the two of them like were just like, well, I mean, if you call someone a fascist, you have to understand that like people may take up violence, so you are in a way encouraging violence. And he's like, I've never once encouraged violence. It's like, well, we're saying that is it not right to assume that if you are saying something like that, then people need to stop fascism no matter what the cause. So at that point, if they enact violence based on the fact that you told them someone was a fascist, and it's like you're. You're making so many leaps here, you know. It's 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 unusual to see it being played with any kind of like. Is this a legitimate line of reasoning? Uh, okay, you are going there, I guess. What I would say is the audience can judge. Is there evidence out of Georgia that's convincing to them? Is your answer to did Trump win logical into them in any way? Let's let the audience decide on this section of the conversation. There, I'm really interested in talking to you about woke, anti-woke, cultural issues, etc. Okay. Now, you and I could pick one thing like cat litter boxes in bathrooms or, quote, men and women's sports or drag shows or whatever. And we could just talk about that for 25 minutes. But I want to zoom out a little bit because you've been in this for a while and I've been following many of the things you've said about these issues. Here's my curiosity. If you look at polling, if you're going to just reject polling, then we'll talk about that. But let's assume that we have some polling that tells us something that is relatively close to what the country believes. Record support for same sex marriage today. Record number of people saying I'm moving away from religion. Highest in the Roe v. Wade era of the country says abortion should be legal in most cases. 
60 percent says we haven't gone far enough on making trans people feel welcome. OK, I could go on, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. Do you feel as though this is a lost cause and the country has clearly gone in a different direction from where you would like to see it? Or what do you think might happen that would turn around this 30, 40 year trend of moving to the left culturally that I believe we are seeing in the polls? There's no question we're moving to the, to the left culturally to the left. Uh, the first thing people have to do is recognize reality. You may not you may or may not be happy with it. it just just parenthetically, I just did an hour of radio because uh, I do a lot of hours that are not politics. And, sure. I, and it was about the subject because I'm writing a commentary on the Bible and I'm, I'm finishing volume four in, in which I discuss in, on one verse. Is there luck in life or is everything God's will? I, I'm a, a deep believer in God. And of course, I believe there's bad luck because that's reality. If you get a kidney stone, and I use that example, I don't believe God placed the kidney stone in your kidney. Hmm. I, I believe that it was your crappy luck that you got a kidney stone. But, but a let me let me just dig it. Not to interrupt, but I want to make sure we know what we what you mean by luck. Do you mean by? Let's imagine the prevalence of kidney stones is two percent. Just for hypothetical, it's basically that like God is all powerful; He's overseeing all things. I'm using He because that's the God that Prager believes in Yahweh. So God is all powerful, but this doesn't have you know the the patience to deal with the, the minutia, the day to day of just giving people the kidney stones. So there's a lot of things that are just kind of like set in motion, and then every now and then you know God will take it upon Himself to supersede, and then just be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to stop this thing because I'm all powerful and I can do that. When it's the good things that you like, when it's the bad things that you hate, that's not really me. Those kidney stones were just kind of like your luck. You know, maybe you shouldn't have, uh, I don't know, drank so much, something to that effect. For our conversation, God created a world in which there's a 2% prevalence of kidney stones. You had the bad luck to be in the 2%. Is that what correct. you're saying? That's correct. That's okay. Now, why did God create the kidney stones to begin with? Because God, God did not create uh, uh, perfect nature. I mean, f uh, trees can fall, avalanches can happen. Okay. Uh, it is our task to fight cancer and and to and. Oh, my apologies. Jewish people don't use Yahweh. They use to make the distinction. It's Hashem uh, is fine, but otherwise you can just say God. My apologies, Hashem. To be able to live with avalanches. Got I, it. I, I I don't I I would. Uh, the human being wanted to leave the Garden of Eden. That's my that's my take on the story. We rather live in a free universe than in a perfect universe. Okay. Okay. So, so, but I'm I'm glad you you went through theology with me. Anyway, I'm the only reason I raise this is I am not happy to acknowledge the power of bad luck or good luck, but it is the reality. I am not happy that forty uh, that forty five percent of uh, of young Americans say, uh, according to Pew, uh, that uh, they believe in free speech but not for hate speech. A, it shows you how incoherent young people's thinking is that they don't understand that the whole point Stupid of free speech is to allow speech that you can't stand. Okay, I'm a Jew. If you don't think the Holocaust happened, you're a liar, you are sick, you are perverted, but you are allowed to. Ooh, you're not going to like rumble then. Say it. By the way, you're not allowed in most European countries. You can be in prison for denying the Holocaust. Yeah, and to be clear, I'm also a lot of your contemporaries as well, but. I'm a Jew as well, and I believe exactly what you just said. I believe you. Okay. I, I had a feeling you would. But uh, but just know your side is as opposed to free speech, as more opposed than ever any segment of Americans has ever been. Mm. We, we are living through the greatest crisis of free speech in American history. That poll is an example. Here's another one. Okay. 25 percent of Americans aged 40 and over have never been married, as opposed to 8 percent in 1980. We went from 8 to 25 percent sure. in 40 years. Can we talk about that one a little more? That one sure. I find interesting. I'm not 40, but I, I'm in a long term relationship. I have a baby. I'm not married. It's a conscious decision I've made 
evaluating what is marriage in 2023? Is that the sort of contract I'm interested in? Do I need that to mediate my relationship with my girlfriend? Are there protections that I find necessary? I, I don't know that for me and for so many other people I know that are probably in the group you're sort of describing here. I don't know that it's any kind of moral commentary or a commentary on the nature of relationships, but more about for most of human history, this sort of contract didn't exist. There was a period where it peaked. I think it was the 50s or 60s or 70s. It, it seems to be in decline. It's sort of a blip. I don't know that it's that indicative of the, the, the broader point you're trying to make, Dennis. It's funny you should say this. Uh, I went to a wedding last Sunday night and my wife just spoke to uh, the woman who got married. Yeah. And they had lived together for about four years. And she said, everything feels different. And I always explain to people, you use the word girlfriend. So you'll just have to take my word for it. Please. That you would be conveying a very different image of yourself and your relationship if you said my wife. I agree. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, you would know about that. Haven't you been married like four times? It's like been divorced three times? Or was it divorced twice, married three times? Either way. I think that that is a worthy commitment that human beings should make. I would like your, you have a child, I, I believe. Yes, indeed. I would like a child to believe mommy and daddy are husband and Three. wife, okay. not just boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> it's better for the kid, better for you, and better for the world. But why do you think then that this marriage why do you keep thing getting was the sort of more- Is anyone ever gonna ask him that? Because like every single time he's like, the only way that you know the family unit can be together is in the perfect bonds and sanctity of marriage under God's green eyes and like all this kind of stuff. And you're like, wait, what? And then it's like, oh, uh, but you keep getting divorced, bro. Like, bruh, how many times do you need to be divorced before you realize maybe this wasn't for you? Her prevalent status for such a tiny blip in human history, well, and now it's that? already diminishing. Well, I mean, the Bible was written 3,000 years ago and everybody got married. I don't know why you call it a blip in history. It was, yeah. I don't know if everything we were doing back then, things we should be doing now. I don't think we should be stoning children to death. Don't think that's great. Don't think we should be owning slaves, human beings as property. Also, not good. You know, it's universal. People got married in virtually every civilization. Well, so if we consider modern humanity two hundred and fifty thousand years, for most of time, humans were not okay. getting married. All right. Look, if I can't talk about you know pre Stone Age or pre pre excuse me pre uh, Bronze Age man. Okay, fair. Okay, since the Bronze Age, people have gotten married. <laughs> and, and you know what? We, we've done better. By every metric, marriage makes a better, a better person and a better world. Yeah, what I see is commitment between... <laughs> then again, why do you keep getting divorced? <laughs> it's like, oh, listen to the triple divorcee. Talk about how fucking marriage makes everything better. <laughs> Two parents and probably a fair amount of economic stability are really the ideal circumstances. But I think I don't want to get away from your broader point, Dennis, which I think is you're recognizing the reality oh, of the I situation and, I'm fighting it and you're fighting double, it. And I'm fighting it because I, I, I believe that uh, graduating high school, getting a job and getting, a ma getting married and getting married before you have a baby, that is almost the perfect mm. recipe for a better life. But going more broad on the other culture war issues I mentioned. Then why do half of them end in divorce? Why? I have nothing against marriage, by the way. I have nothing against monogamy. I have nothing against having a partner you love. I happen to be in a long-term relationship with a partner who I absolutely adore. I love my life. All that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I just don't understand why this one-size-fits-all scenario. Like, why is it that, like, the thing you have to get is the marriage itself? That's what's important. The marriage. We could just lock you into that marriage. That's key. 
none of this is ever about like you really should find someone who you love and respect enough to be in a long-term relationship because it is a lot of work because like it's a fucking it's a fuck ton of work in both directions for both members of a marriage or a relationship or a partnership that's a lot of fucking work so why is it just the marriage itself like that's a fucking that's a piece of paper you, you can get at london drugs and then sign over an afternoon you know, it's it's a legal document that is, yes, going to make a lot of things enforceable and is going to change the way that you might have to deal with taxation and stuff like that. But like that, that's not the key. The key to it all, you know, is, is not just the marriage itself. You're 75. You've been at this for a while. Don't you think that maybe it's simply being lost or let me ask it in a different way? Yeah, it's a legal what contract. It used to be about trading women's that property. That might turn this thing around so that the so-called kind of anti-woke side wins or resurges. Well, it's a great question, and I don't have a perfect answer. I do think that the uh, chaos of the trans movement, hmm. that people support the removal of girls' breasts when they're 18 or even sometimes younger, or boy boys getting castrated. Every year in the United States, there is over 2,000 breast implants that are given to teenage girls. Yes, teenage girls, obviously with the consent of their parents, are getting breast implants. Never a fucking peep out of right ringers over that shit. You know? Suddenly they're deeply, deeply concerned what it happens to be in the form of gender affirming care. If someone's getting a mastectomy, it's like, oh, what? What? Someone got a mastectomy? Uh, yeah, it was it was a cis girl. Her breasts were too large. She wanted a breast reduction. Oh, oh, sorry, that one's fine. Yeah, that one's fine. Oh, okay, cool. So you're, you're just fine with the procedure. You understand it's a medical procedure. We have a long documented history of doing it at this point. We know how to do it safely and effectively. You got no problem with it. Well, not, not, if, not if they're trans, because then they're taking things away from me, from you. What are they taking away? They're taking away the boobas. Look, look what they took from you. You know, I got lots of photos. Look at this. Look what they took from you. They, they took this from all of us. Look what we used to have, and now we don't. Oh, I think this is speaking a little bit more to what you want to see. Because they say they're girls. This has alarmed a fair number of people, even on your side of the spectrum. Mm. They realize mm. this is madness. We have gone out of our minds. And I, I, I know why we've gone out of our minds. I don't think you would, you would agree with my analysis, but it, it is in, I can put it to you in one sentence. It is a, it is a quote attributed to G.K. Chesterton, but... We can't verify he said it. I'm only saying that because I didn't come up with this. Okay. When people stop believing in God, they don't believe in nothing. They believe in anything. Mm. And and this trans movement is the proof. I said on Bill Maher's show four years ago. Yeah. Right before you saw that, it, it's gone viral. I saw it. He said, he said, oh, it's Trump gone lies. viral. It doesn't compare to the lies of the left. America is systemically racist and men menstruate. And he cracked up. The whole audience cracked up and the whole panel cracked up. They were all laughing at me. And Bill Maher said, this is why it's gone viral. There are like 10 million views of, of this uh, yep. particular scene. Where he says, Dennis, where'd you come up with that one? And that was 2019, of the fall of 2019. And, and people go, what are you, nuts? Who says men menstruate? Within two years, if you deny men menstruate, you are considered transphobic. Well, listen, I mean, I'm glad to have, I don't, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know that this is the most interesting thing for us to talk about, but that being said, I have said very clearly there are some areas if we just say the world of trans issues, there are some areas where I feel quite confident, like, for example, when it comes to bathrooms, I was just in Spain, beautiful country, terrific seafood. I recommend it to you, Dennis. The bathrooms, the, the bathrooms are just gender neutral. There is a sink there and a bunch of stalls and people cross in the sink to wash their hands and you use the stall you want. 
Everything's fine. The bathroom issue I genuinely do not care about, even when they are organized the way they are in the United States. Another example that really just does not seem like an issue to me. People want to be addressed by a different pronoun. I'm going to guess based on what I see. And if someone if I get it wrong, I'm not insulting anyone. If someone tells me otherwise, I'll kind of just do my best. You know, we can kind of negotiate these things on some of this stuff. Like a talking point I'm hearing a lot is so many trans people who go through gender affirming care regret it. And that's a sign that something is very wrong. When I research it, it seems it's under one percent that express regret. And for some of that one percent, it's temporary. So I'm ambiguous about what is the right thing to do in some of these areas. I'm open to hearing from you to the extent that I judge you to be a good faith uh, uh, participant in the conversation. I don't know the answer with some sports. You know, it, it seems pretty clear that there is an advantage to being biologically male at birth. It seems unfair in those cases to arrange it in a certain way. In other words, it doesn't seem to make much of a difference. So, no, so I, we got I think the, we got the limits of liberalism here. I'm just curious. Uh, it's not even a challenge. Yeah. Name me a sport where, where there is women. Okay, so you see what happened there? Specifically, Dennis Prager is going to find the entry point. He's going to go through a whole bunch of things, and then he found the one. He's like, oh, wait, David Pakman is not 100% on board on this issue. He's done a little bit of research in the other. He's had a personal life experience in the other. So those two, he seems very confident, and that's not something he's really going to back down on. But here we go. Okay, fine. Uh, which sport can you tell me in which it does not change? Which one? sports where it doesn't make a difference chess well apparently it does interestingly oh, uh, i was are. just reading that the international chess federation whatever whatever the name of the group is yeah uh, did, uh, noted that men did play chess better generally speaking by the way if you're right and i have i have no agenda here yeah how long have women been allowed to compete professionally within the realm of playing chess as a sport, how long? How how long has the institution of chess been seen as something that should be male dominated? A game of men and their wits, you know, ever since its fucking uh, medieval origins. Yeah, I I would uh, take very candidly that if we're simply saying that this is a game that can be performed better because of male brain power. The, the, the cunning ability for men to make decisions. Women, they're just a little too occupied, you know? They're thinking about what dresses they want to wear and when's their next moon cycle coming along and so they won't be able to make as, as quick decision-making. It's, like, just utterly and patently absurd. You're, you're, you're trying to establish that there's just an inherent difference that is to such a degree between the intelligence of both men and women and, and their ability to play a competitive game such that they have to be separated that, that, that to me is, it's like, it's deeply sexist. You can tell me that, hey, by the way, because this is such a male-dominated sport and always has been, that women would like to have specific, uh, you know, uh, leagues in which they only can participate. And that's something that they want to do as a way of both uh, feeling safer in the game itself and simply because they want to be able to compete within that. I have absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. But if you're telling me that there is just, you know, a mathematical, demonstrable difference between the male mind and the female mind, and to such a degree in which we have to particularly isolate all women from playing all men and, and vice versa, where are we at? And there should not be women's chess. Right. So this chess is an the interesting very one fact because that it exists right. suggests that there there is an advantage to separating the sexes. My so understanding is, and again, I think we're both trying to learn here. My understanding is the reason that the women's chess division was originally created was not enough young girls were participating. Okay, because, fair enough, but it's yeah. not a physical sport anyway. So yeah. it's, it's not sport. No, I we mean, listen, I don't know. So, so that you, all right, no, no, but you said where it doesn't matter. But if if it doesn't matter, there would be no reason for women's uh, women's 
whatever it is, track, field, weightlifting, tennis, but apparently there is a difference. A, a male who said he's a female won in Canada two weeks ago, and, and he not only set records in the women's division, and I am saying he because I think he's a fraud uh, and, a, and a narcissist for hurting women like this. He lifted 250 pounds more than the first. I was like, I bet you it's because there's very low participation by women. I'm like trying to look it up right now. And one of the first stories that pops up is this. It is not biology. Women's chest hindered by low numbers and sexism. What? The governing body is pushing to make more welcoming to women, but is the change happening fast enough? Towards the end of The Queen's Gambit, the Netflix show that helps supercharge the new chess boom, Beth Harmon crushes a series of top male grandmasters before beating Vasily Borgov, the Russian world champion. Fiction, though, remains sharply separated from fact. As Magnus Carlsen was reminded before starting his world title defense in Dubai last week, there's not a single active women's player in the top 100 now that Hu Yifan of China, who's ranked 83rd, is focusing on academia. The lingering question, why? For Carlson, the subject is way too complicated to answer in a few sentences, but suggested a number of reasons, particularly cultural, were to blame. Some, though, still believe it's down to biology. As recently as 2015, Nigel Short, vice president of the World Chess Federation, uh, claimed men are hardwired to be better chess players than women, adding, you have to gracefully accept that. The claim raises the eyebrows of the greatest female chess player, Judith Polgar, who is ranked as high as number eight in the world and, amusingly, has a winning record against Short. It is not down to biology, she tells The Guardian. It's just as possible for a woman to become the best as any guy, but there are so many difficulties and social boundaries for women generally in society that is what blocks it Polgari defeated 11 current or formal world champions in either rapid or classical chess including Gary Kasparov and Magnus Carlsen before retiring in 2014 believes that that's an early start encouraging girls to think big and better teaching are crucial factors all champions and big players start to play chess and get familiar with the game at a pretty early age the development biologist uh, Emma Hilton also dismisses the idea that the gap between men and women can be put down to genetics at a crucial point she says is that chess has an extremely skewed starting pool with far more boys learning to play the game than girls uh, she states it makes it extremely unlikely that we will see a female world champion uh, the English international master Johanna Huska believes that this smaller pool has a knockoff effect in other areas particularly when it comes to being the only girl or only one or two girls in a group we have situations where the girls don't feel very comfortable playing whilst the boys boys can hang around make friends and play amongst themselves and get better that way is sexism a factor it is sadly says Huska it's mainly because there's so few women playing it's reinforced by national federations who don't publicize your achievements to help you with funding when I took the situation across Europe I could see a lot of top women players fighting in their federation for basic things there's also a far darker side in all this. Last year, the women's uh, FIDE master, Alexandra Botez, who is also the most popular female chess streamer, spoke of her shocking experiences in the sport and warned, in chess, so much predatory behavior has been normalized. In Botez's view, it is far too common for men to use their age and position to go on the hunt for women and girls. It also has been going on for so long and no one blinks an eye. The extent to which people never say anything and find things okay is pretty spooky. Yet, uh, there are encouraging signs too. As Suska points out, it is far more common to see women chess players, commentators, than only a few years ago. It's very important to have visibility because if girls have role models, they can adjust to the expectations and aims. The FIDE president, uh, Akrati uh, uh, Dukovic, also promises she is pushing hard to make the game more welcoming for women. He rattles off a list of changes he's made during his tenure, including more tournaments and increased prize money for women. Like, it, it seems to be exactly kind of what I assumed, is that this is an incredibly reinforced boys club from the ground on up not so much that there's this big you know biologically determined genetic difference that justifies it it's that like in the majority of people who are cultivating in the sport from the ground on up if they're majority boys well then yes it's not a very welcoming environment for women to thrive in let alone want to compete in a lifelong uh, career that is becoming a professional uh you know athlete in any single endeavor place woman right you, you i know you don't think that's fair no. but on your side, 
the entire LGBTQ movement is unanimous in saying you're transphobic if you think that is wrong. So, I mean, listen, um, a couple of examples. Uh, equestrian, right? I mean, it's physical. You're riding a horse. A lot of it has to do with the horse. If biological men who tend to be heavier want to compete against women, it doesn't seem like a major problem. By the way, we all need to stop ceding ground to fucking the far right when discussing anything with them by using all of their terms and, and then just accepting like, okay, fine, you'd like to use this uh, biological males competing against like everyone is fucking biological. Why do you say this shit? We're, we're all based in biology. Um, you can use the actual real terms that are at this point pretty unanimously used uh, amongst the entirety of the medical community. Start establishing and, and teaching people what it is to be cis, what it is to be trans it's it's not like well these are just like you know buzzwords that are like this is what you know the very doctors who deal with gender affirming care this is the terminology that they will use sailing is physical you have to dominate the sail as you are being pushed around by wind uh, bowling i believe is is gender segregated i don't know that it needs to be i mean darts is another example i mean these are just some examples Right. So wherever it made a difference, you'd be opposed to it. So you are transphobic, according to your side. Okay. Please not understand that. Well, but I think the point that I'm trying to. And also, like, I don't know why you have to establish this whole thing is like in the best of faith. Like you are going extreme good faith in here, David. You're not getting it in return. Look, look, look what just happened. That 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 was like that's very underhanded, right? That, that that's very petty. Just to be like, well, yeah, by your, the, you know, the insanity of your own side, you're now a transphobe. Just so you know that. I was just like, well, this is not a person having a discussion in good faith looking to meet you in the middle ground somewhere. Make to you is that there are many people on my side that are taking my view and sort of trying to figure out something that is admittedly not completely figured out yet. It seems incorrect oh, to oh, cast it, it, us it's, as it's figured out in most cases. I mean, it, it's fi it's figured out. Absolutely. I'll agree there. Hey, by the way, the Olympic Committee has been dealing with this for a long time, well before it became the centerpiece of the fucking culture wars and based on their own assessment, which, hey, they know a lot more than I do. They find that after a certain amount of use of HRT and other factors, that it is acceptable for people who are trans to compete within the gender competition of their chosen right this is the, this is them identifying the way they want to like th this is not something where every single time it's like well yeah, we just don't know you know no one knows about this so it's like well, well then why don't we defer to the olympic committee then you know why, why, why don't we refer to again people who have a lot more knowledge about this than me i'm not mr sportsman i i don't have a breadth of understanding when it comes to you know the the sports science and all that kind of stuff but it seems that people who do seem to think that there are uh again such definitive changes that happen physically to people when they undergo hrt for a long period of time that it reduces that unfair and uncompetitive advantage and still we have a grand total of zero trans women who have won an olympic gold medal and goddamn if that ever does happen you know that there's going to be this fucking massive we told you so we told you so we told you so look at this as soon as we allow trans women to compete this happens uh for for race uh, for racing for track for weightlifting, for tennis, yeah. oh, it, it, it's pretty universally, I don't like, it, and as I said, if there's no difference whatsoever, it is silly to have men's and women's sports to Fair, begin yeah. with. And so you just listed a couple examples, I gave you five, fine, sports is one aspect of this. Where are you on something like bathrooms, for example, and bathroom usage? Do you want like a genitalia check or what are you, what are you looking for? I, I think <laughs> that a, 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 an elementary school, for example, where a boy says I'm a girl, Yep and would be exposed in front of the girls as, as, as they are in the case now of college uh, swim uh, meets where the, if a guy says- 
I don't know how much time Dennis Prager spends in elementary school washrooms, but uh, if I was to recall when I was a lad and went to the bathroom in an elementary school, uh, I was not exposing myself. I was going there to go to the bathroom and then leaving. That was the extent of it. It's kind of kind of unusual that you think there's some kind of, I don't know, performance getting done. He's a girl. He is. Leah Thomas exposed his penis. To the to the girls on the on the pen. But Dennis, screen. I hate to interrupt. You first said kids in college yeah, and they're adults, right? So which are you talking about? Right. Both. Oh. So I'll start. I, I'm just giving an example of where it does occur. Okay. Uh, With adults. I think I think that here, your your anatomy should dictate in elementary school which bathroom you go to. In elementary Ideally, school. Okay. By the way, I have no problem if, if, if when there is a unisex ba a bathroom with one stall, anybody goes in. Yeah. That's uh, I have. Uh, I, I have on occasion where there is one stall I have gotten it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, TMI. To the women's bathroom if I really had to go to a restaurant. But wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Did you just say you've used the women's bathroom? No way. Okay, rewind this. If, when there is a unisex ba a bathroom with one stall, anybody goes in. Yeah. That's, uh, I have... Uh, I, I have on occasion where there is one stall, I have gone into the women's bathroom if I really had to go to a restaurant. Wow. wow, Dennis Prager just now live in 4K admits to using the wrong bathroom for his gender. Amazing, amazing. Look how fast it was because you really had to go, right? Dennis really had to go and hey, it's just uh, had to had to get it done. Had to get it done. Yeah, rules be damned. And it was a little, a little nothing thing with just one toilet. Sure. So, and I wouldn't, and I recommend it to women to go into the men's because if my table was near the bathroom. So, Very I, whoa, he goes, he goes one step further and then tries to tell women to go to the men's bathroom. Look at this. I'm sorry. No, I said that's it's that's very genteel of you. I, I'm sure no, the women it's not appreciate genteel. it. It's just common sense. I'm a big believer in common <laughs> just, sense. Just but common so sense. elementary school, yeah. it's a genitalia. But yes, your, your anatomy should dictate which bathroom you go to in elementary school. Yes. Okay. And then in any other scenario, should it also? So, uh, if if it involves exposure of your genitalia, it should be dictated by anatomy. If it does not, where is this happening, Dennis? I pretty much think you should not be using public washrooms at all if that's what you're going in there to do. If you're going in there to expose your genitalia to people, kind of feels like you're just a flasher, you know. Someone who's doing a little fucking sexual assault. Yeah, that, that kind of feels like what you're trying to do in there. People go to the bathroom to go to the bathroom. Pretty sure everyone involved would want less people involved in that decision making, by the way. Especially weirdos who are like, I tell all the women to go into the men's bathroom. I tell all the men to go to the women's bathroom. You know, it doesn't matter for us. But what happens to be trans people? We have to make sure they're not in any bathrooms at all. Keep them out of there. They could do weird things. Not involve exposure of your genitalia. Look, as I say, it's I say this tongue in cheek, but it's true. It's a women's if a man exposes himself to to women or a woman, and she has not asked to see it, he's arrested. Mm. But uh, where where if he says I'm a woman, then she could be arrested if she complains. What? It's a little it's a little weird. What our situation? The what can these wait, people what? just say? Look, women. I mean, I agree with you. This is really fucking weird. But this is not the case. Where 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 are you getting this, Dennis? are not aching to see most men's penises. Mm. Therefore, if I say I'm a woman, uh, I will not expose myself in front of women. 
even though I think I'm a woman. Why can't? So, by the way, this is the same dude who is fucking uh, on camera talking about how he thinks that men would essentially be rape monsters if it wasn't for the Bible. Right? He's got the weirdest, most fucked up view of the world where he thinks like basically the Bible is what's keeping the majority of the populace under control, especially men. Like, you know, pure misandry. Like, that's not what every fucking man is uh, keeping them at bay, you know? I mean, you can just look at the rates of religion plummeting and know that that's not the only thing that stopped uh, rapes from happening. Rapes still do fucking occur. But holy fuck, now it's just like, well, uh, yeah, if I was to expose myself in public, obviously people would arrest me, but apparently it's totally fine, and I've tested this multiple times by going into opposite bathrooms, that if I just pull my penis out and expose it to a bunch of people in the bathroom, well then apparently that one's fine. And then they can go to jail if they say that I'm uh, not uh, doing something right because they're transphobic and they go to jail for their transphobia. Real things that happen. Why can't someone be that decent? Yeah, I mean, I'll have to, I, I'll tell you. I don't ever see any, geni geni any, any genitalia in bathrooms in general. You know, like, what is the... Ex well, weird. Me too. Weird. Because, you know, I just go in there and piss and then leave. That's the extent of it. I, I'm not sitting there being like... Oh need to make sure no one's exposing themselves under the stalls nothing no exposure really wish someone would kind of expose themselves so i could catch them in the act of exposing themselves right I, I, okay that's yeah. fine oh yes i understand that so that's not so, a problem so for you theoretically though. a man says he's a woman and he enters a stall and and nobody sees anything then why would anybody complain? Yeah, li listen, that sounds reasonable to me. That sounds eminently reasonable, okay. what you're saying. We can talk the, about the, these the, other the scenarios. Battle is, the battle is way, way higher. Yeah. The battle is what we call so-called uh, uh, gender uh, care. The the, uh, the the removal, by the way, you, the, the 2% or under 1%, whatever you said, of, of, of detransitioners, yeah. uh, it's a, it, I, I believe it's as close to a pure lie. You're not telling it. I know you read it. I read it too. It, it's, there's no doubt in my mind it's a lie. Uh, it's unfortunately not. Uh, what he's referencing is a meta-study, a.k.a. a collection of studies internationally. So a whole bunch of different countries looked at this topic. They interviewed thousands upon thousands upon thousands of trans people and then tracked the course of their transitioning to find out whether or not they, in fact, did regret it. And the meta-study concluded conclusively that it was less than 1%. Of those who do detransition, they found the reason most commonly cited was social stigma. Yeah. So... Sorry, facts don't care about your feelings, you weird bathroom exposer. Uh, uh, there's a lot of lying on a lot of these issues uh, because people feel if they have a, a, a humane agenda, they don't have to tell the truth. Well, no, listen, uh, I mean, let me, wait, 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 I, have a proof. I have proof for this. Virtually every European country has stopped this care for minors. It has ended. England has ended it. Sweden has ended it. Denmark has ended it. Norway has ended it. And that's only the ones I know by heart. So here's my uh, concern about we, this. We, we and Canada, I, I, I really apologize. No, that's okay. We and Canada are the worst countries on- Wait, in Canada? Is Dennis Prager Canadian? Does he operate out of Canada? This is the first I've learned of this. Holy shit. Or is he just in Canada at the time? No, he's American. Yeah, you don't get to blame this one on us. An American conservative radio talk show host. Yeah, no, no, no. He's American, he's American. Calm down. He was born in America. Yeah, born in New York City. Oh, God. He said, we and Canada. We and Canada. My apologies. My apologies. I got excited. Earth, in terms of what we can do to minors if they say that they are the other sex. I don't have that data in front of me, but let's just assume it's not even germane to the next part. I want to go with this. Here's my <laughs> thought on this. I also am not 
one hundred percent on some elements of this type of care for minors. I still am, am learning more and doing my research. One of the problems I'm having with some of the claims that are made by who, those who I would colloquially say are on your side. I know not everybody agrees on everything is that when I research some of their claims, they are lies. Like, for example, this is super specific. This guy, Matt Walsh, went on Joe Rogan's podcast and said that prepubescent girls are getting their breasts chopped off. Now, let's put aside for a second that prepubescent girls essentially don't have breasts. Let's put that biological reality aside for a second. And when Joe said how many, he said, oh, it's like millions or something. It was like 900 people over the last six years or something like that. When I see such blatant distortions about what is happening, it's hard to believe that these folks are operating in good faith. I have no comment except to say your, your, your point strikes me as rather valid. How could a pre-pubescent <laughs> girl have her breasts removed when so few of them have breasts? It sounds that, weird, yeah. That, that is what puberty brings uh, with it, menstruation and breasts. But yeah. uh, uh, So I, I will actually ask Matt. I, I, I know everybody at Daily Wire. Yeah, I, I will ask you because it's hard to imagine that he yeah. would have said that. I'm yeah. not saying that you're... Oh, so, I mean, I mean goddamn. I, I wish he had the clip ready. He could show it to him. Yeah, he's caught in 4K. It's fucking glorious. Just Jamie's light shines upon him, the light of truth. Then he has to look up there and admit that he's lying. And then immediately pivots, by the way. He's caught in a lie. Knows he's caught in a lie. Joe Rogan calls him out. And then he's just like, uh, Media Matters is going to have a field day with this one, right? <laughs> yeah, we hate Media Matters, lib cucks. Like... None of this matters to them. They know they're lying. They, they, they know none of this is based in reality, and that's the only way you can push fucking hardcore ideology. If you are a Christian fascist, a theological fascist, and then basically all of what you talk about is based in nonsense and fucking make-believe fairies and whimsical nonsense, well then, yeah, obviously you're going to have to occasionally be like, okay, well, yeah, it's not about the actual reality. I, I, I just really hate trans people. That's why I do what I do. That's that's the entire purpose behind this. That's that's the reason I have a show. That's the reason I make all these fucking diaper babies. It's not a diaper fetish. That's the reason we do all this shit. It's entirely, yeah, I'm ideologically driven. You're acting in bad faith. A lot of things are misheard. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe he misspoke, but it, no, it he shouldn't got caught. be happening. If he, he got readily caught. To a parent. Balthazar. I'm so ready for the GOP to deny Trump the nomination and for him to run third party just to spite them. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Trump is their man. Trump's going to win. But I do appreciate the dono. A 10-year-old, okay, let's take a 10. Let's take a 12. It doesn't matter. Hmm. Mom, I'm not a boy. I'm a girl. Mom, I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. Yep. The reaction of a sane and decent society is, my, my darling, nature made you a boy. Or if they believe in God, God made you a boy. Hmm. Or both, God and nature. You are not a girl. You are a boy. And we're gonna get you help. I'll be this is so creepy, so goddamn creepy. Yeah, I mean, if you ever want to see how it plays out in real time, this is it. This is Dennis Prager, fucking. Oh wow, yeah. Can I can I have an opinion on this on, on a stranger's child to tell them things? Obviously, there are other things going on in your life, which is almost always the case in these kids' lives. And look, how do you explain? The, the thousand By the way, more often than not, when you actually talk to the parents of uh, trans children, it's that the children were the ones telling the parents repeatedly, hey, something's wrong, something's up, can you please, uh, you know, I, I, this, I just don't feel comfortable, uh, you know, being called a boy, all this kind of stuff. And then the parents are the ones who push back against it, being like, oh, you're confused, maybe you're gay, I don't know. And then they start visiting doctors, they get more information, and as time goes on, they recognize and learn, and then they realize, holy shit, once we do gender-affirming care in the form of... Affirming someone's gender, pronouns, names, maybe dressing differently. That's the extent of it. There is no medical interventions. But when we do that, holy shit, it has life-changing fucking effects. And then all of a sudden, you'll get parents who even Fox News have to promote and put on there saying, like, 
I would have a, I'd rather have a living boy than a dead daughter. You know, I'd rather have a living son than a dead daughter because at the end of the day, I can see how they thrive. I can see how happy they are, that they're no longer on a daily basis. Like, again, I, I, I try to tell other cis folk to try and put yourself in that headspace because if, like, if I w- was a, a little kid and everyone was telling me I was a girl all the time, it would really fucking hurt my mental health. Like, I, I would go through a lot of fucking extra anxiety, depression, whatever you want to call it, and distress because people were constantly telling me, you're a girl, you're a girl, Lance, you're a girl, she, her, what's wrong with you? Put on the dress, what is, oh my god, why are you cutting your hair short? You're a girl, you're a girl, you're a girl, but, I, but I'm not, this is so weird. Why is everyone telling me that? Why is everyone telling me all the time I'm a girl? I know I'm not a girl. This is so fucked up. And and, and that's the reality for trans people, except they, they have to go up against fucking assholes like this. You're confused. An increase in trans kids uh, in the last five years. It's yeah. a social phenomenon. This is not a medical phenomenon. Well, it's I think sh- that that's sort of a it's I have an answer for that. And it relates to the same question of where did all these gay people come from 15 years no, ago? But, the gay, but gay people have not increased. My, my understanding is that pop- oh, they, they absolutely have. Yeah, I mean, they haven't increased. They were always there. But the, now the amount of people who are reporting being gay absolutely has bisexual people as well, like myself. Yeah. Guess what? I'm, I'm, I'm a thriving example of that. I, I, I was not openly bisexual fucking in my 20s, you know, for a very large part of my life. This is not something that shocks a lot of people to find out where I'm like, yeah, I mean, I mean not maybe not bisexual in the sense that you think bisexual is where it's just like, yeah, you, that means you're equally into men and women. It's like, that's not the case at all. I, I don't even know if there's a word for me, right? To, bisexual doesn't really kind of fit you know myself but like yeah there's kind of like that one out of ten where i'm like i'm oddly attracted to the guy in this one out of ten scenario nine times out of ten though it's usually women you know i'm very 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 straight mostly straight you know straight straight with some faults we'll say that you know uh and yeah maybe there's not a word for me i couldn't say strictly bisexual in the same way that most people are bisexual but hey uh, now that uh, I have a lot more tools uh, at my disposal in terms of being able to eloquate and explain things, I can talk about that. So yeah, add me to that new statistic. You know, I'll I'll, I'll join the stats. I'll, I'll join that that little curve that all of a sudden it's like more millennials and Gen Z than ever before are reporting being queer. Uh, this explosion could only be explained by one thing. Yes, the left-handed graph. No, Folks who say in no, surveys I am gay it has increased. I don't have the data in front of me. I don't have the data in front of me. Okay. Bisexuals have increased, and I have no doubt Bisexuals. about that. But uh, gay men... I have no doubt about that. ...have not increased. For gay men, it's a fixed... There's a certain percentage of males who will never be attracted to a female. It's sort of fixed in any given generation. Okay. On the first point, it's interesting to me to hear you say, if a 10-year-old said that, hey, we're going to get you some help, it sounds like you're talking about therapy. Every- I would consider that bisexual. Well, it's just weird because the majority of bisexual people that I do encounter, it's usually people who are way more, especially men, like bisexual men that I've met, spoken to, friends, etc. Usually, typically the other bisexuals I've met, it's like we're not only equally, but sometimes more attracted to men than women. But we are also attracted to women occasionally, where it's like, oh, well, so for me, it's more kind of like a, a 90% to 10% ratio. But uh, yeah, if it fits in the same uh, box, then sure. Every medical professional I've spoken to about this says the first line here hey, in exploring CR, this help is out. therapy. So it does sound like you agree with the start of the path that has been established. Yeah, but all of their, you can't even, I, I believe that there are therapists who could lose their license for, as a therapist. If they say to a, a girl, I want to help you work out peace with the sex that you are. That, that, I'm not aware I of that. I, 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 I want to help. Ignorance I, I, I want to work out peace. Lot. I know yeah, lots okay. of therapists. None of them have mentioned that that's a part of the protocol. All right. Ask, ask all the therapists you know. I will. And, and not, not as a challenge. Yeah, I'm no, curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. Can, can a therapist say to a 12-year-old, 
you, uh, in fact, you're a girl, and I'm going to help you work through your acceptance of that. Fair. Can a therapist say that? I'm going to find out. Get in trouble. I'm going to find out. My stepmom supervises 12 therapists, and I will find out what's going on, at least in one state. Dennis, I know you've got to run in that we're almost out of time. One just very last political thing. I'm curious. Okay. In 2016, you had said Trump was unfit to be a presidential candidate, let alone president. You've since I've seen you endorse and defend many of his actions as president. What changed? So I'm glad you mentioned that. So people should know he was my last choice among all the Republican uh, candidates for the nomination. Yeah. But once once he was nominated, I believe uh, and we can obviously do this in a part two, if you'd like. I believe that it is very important for the left not to have power because there's no example in history of the left, not liberals. I always make a distinction between Hmm. left and liberal uh, where they have not suppressed dissent. This is a uh, this is. My greatest fear is the suppression of free speech. It's a good thing that, that uh, ends the right's uh, never done everything. that. So if a Republican is nominated, I will support him. He turned out to be, in my opinion, a superb president. I'm not a fan of his. Wow. Uh, by, by the way, it's a, a big distinction. I wrote 25 years ago. It's in my book printed in 1998. It's called Adultery and Politicians, an essay I wrote. I don't care if a politician committed adultery. I see no linkage between fidelity and being a good president mm. or a good senator. Uh, I I am quite consistent on dividing between the macro and the micro in yeah. a public figure. King David uh, not only committed adultery, and he's a hero of the Bible. He not only committed adultery, he had the guy killed so he could sleep with his wife. Okay, and that's pretty bad. That may or may not resonate with some in the audience, but so in other words, you're. Oh still... no, it's not a matter of resonating. <laughs> I mean, it'll resonate with someone who's a triple D Varsay, I suppose. <laughs> I, 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 I only make this point. No, my fight on this issue is not with the left. It's actually with many on the right who think that adultery disqualifies you from being a good leader. So uh, th- th- I don't I don't believe most people on the left think if you committed adultery, you can't be a good president. No, I mean, I certainly don't believe that. Right. Yeah. So ironically, it, it should resonate with your audience. Hey, um, if you had your choice of everybody running on the Republican side right now, if you knew whoever you picked would be president, who would you pick? DeSantis? So I'm actually happy with, with a fair number of them, uh, uh, to be honest. Uh, I wish Larry Elder had been on the stage. Uh, mm. I, I think the RNC uh, cheated him, and that bothers me. I know Larry. Uh, if, if people heard him and saw him, they would be blown away at, at his erudition, knowledge, and, and brilliance. Uh, and, uh, you know, didn't see that one Larry coming, but sure. I would retire from my work. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but of the ones that are running, that is kind of a, a slight benefit. Yeah, I don't have one single favorite. Okay. I really like virtually every one of them. I don't like Chris Christie. Wow, that's the that, one guy I think is sane. I, I'm sure you do because yeah. he hates Trump. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Dennis, I'm going to let you go. But one last thing, just because of who you are, I have to have you weigh in on this. When it comes to um, when it comes to corned beef, do you go lean or do you tell him just give me the fat pieces as well? Yes, actually, uh, it's funny you should ask because I'm on a pretty uh, rigid diet now, which doesn't allow for carbs, and they want me to have the fat. Oh, do they? Yes, fat is, the government screwed up the Americans with their chart on having grains a lot and fat a little. <laughs> Uh-oh. Fat is not bad for people. That that's It's actually, in many ways, good for people. Well, so, saturated fat, question. you know. About... And, all right, so you go lean, I take it. I just don't okay, like so the now, texture. All right, so I have one final word for you. Please. Okay, if you get married, I will attend your wedding. A tender of- Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> what is, is that a threat? <laughs> He's never getting married now. Holy fuck, that's the scariest thing you could possibly be told. Especially like him looking right into the mic. I will be if you're ready. <laughs> like, oh God, well, yeah, all right, uh, sorry. Uh, better better uh, advice or better fucking, uh, you know, 
uh, inspiration to never fucking get married in my life. Holy shit, that's disgusting. Officiate. I even officiate. Okay, fair enough. All right, very good. Uh, are even though she's only half Jewish, I have to admit. I will. I will. Officially. You would still do it. Very good. All right. Dennis Prager allowing us to bridge the gap between left and right, at least on some issues. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he's he's really been to three. He does have experience. Mutual. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel I don't feel that stoked on this. I thought there was a couple of decent moments. Otherwise, it felt more like an interview. Right. It, it felt like an interview where uh, David didn't really want to go too hard and was kind of just kind of, you know, playing things a little bit like, OK, well, I just want to do this in the best of faith, just so you don't think that I'm some kind of, you know, radical leftist or anything, which I am not. Which, yeah, I mean, David's a lib. He's, he's pretty, pretty firm in his libiness. Uh, I was hoping for a little bit more pushback, though. Don't cede ground to these fucking assholes. You know, if Dennis Prager is trying to find the one thing in which he can basically enter the culture war, which one person's culture war is another person's civil fucking rights, right? If you're talking about the rights of trans people, and he's like, okay, well, if you're going to talk about the culture war, let's talk about the old trans thing, you know? Should they play in sports? You agree with me, right? They shouldn't play in sports. I know know we agree on this one at least, right? I mean, to be like, well, I I don't fully uh, know. I I think there are some cases in which, yes, I can see there's a decided advantage for biological males. I was like, this this is what they want. Now, boom, Dennis Prager is going to take that. Dave Rue Ruben has, you know, he's not working, but he has all these clips set up, and I'm sure he's got one where he's like, okay, I'm on vacation, but now here's David Pakman agreeing with me. And then it'll cut to, like, that clip, you know, that kind of shit. Like, it's it, it, it's to their benefit, to be honest. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think it was a, a fantastic showing, but we did get the amazing moment, and one in which I'm very, very happy about, of uh, Dennis Prager now on camera, without provocation, admitting that he has used a women's bathroom because of the convenience factor. So he, the very person who believes that you should have your genitals inspected to be inside a washroom, has actually broken his own rules, and he has been in a women's washroom. Even worse, he encouraged women to use a men's washroom. Yes, that he has admitted to being a bathroom pervert. Yep, I'm, I'm fine with saying that out loud. That is my assessment. I don't think he can sue me for that. I, I don't think there's any lawsuit here. So there you have it, you know? Yeah. Do you enjoy the surfs, but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free. Just like the podcast. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. This show is produced by amazing people like you. And if you want to help us out, please consider donating over at patreon.com slash the surfs. The show was made possible thanks to Amazing Fletch, Anna Loves Riley, Ariane McCarthy, Cheryl Alvarez, Doug Cady, Everything Important, Hagbard Celine, Lamedia Panza, Matthew Scarborough, Multimondi, Omni, Peanut Butter Blondie, Political Papi, Quiet185, Rachel K, Riley and Anna, Roller Dragon, Ruby K, Sir Nickus, Spinach Monster, Stellar Vision, Sebastian Demel, Tech Tink, Trevbot EXE, Words Greenwood, and not to mention all of the amazing and fabulous people you now see before you.